This is the Idea Time Podcast with Dr. Joe North. Welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will help you to achieve greater professional and business success by thinking more creatively. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello, and welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted this week to have a really special guest. Sarah Price is director of a community interest company and I'll let Sarah tell you all about what she's doing and all about the organisation that she runs. She's an idea timer so we've been working together and also Sarah's joined the new business growth club that I'm running with Mahmood Reza that's just about to kick off. So a big welcome Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you, thanks for having me. Oh you're very welcome and I really wanted to have you on, thank you so much for taking the time because I think you're doing some incredible things. I think that you have done a cracking job of leading your organisation through COVID-19 and also of how you've actually been bringing your team together and keeping everybody engaged and having fun and getting them feeling supported all the way through this. So Sarah, tell us a bit about you and what you do. I'm Sarah and I'm the manager and director of Sedgefield School Sports Partnership. We're a community interest company and we are really passionate about physical activity and exercise and movement and the impact that it can have on everybody's lives. Predominantly work with children and young people and schools and we deliver within schools lots of programs around PE, school sport and physical activity all of them really using physical activity as a tool for child development in physical health, mental health, cognitive function, and in their personal development as well and social skills. So really maximising as much as we can physical activity as a tool. So you're doing some really important and brilliant work. And how did you actually get into that? What's your story? So I've always loved being active. So I was quite sporty as a child. I took part in every single sport that I could at school. And school sport was was really important for me as, as a bedrock and a first experience. My main sports were football and cricket. And they followed me through primary school, secondary school, even into sixth form and university. So I always played sport and I just loved it I just loved the the challenge I quite like strategy and the sort of outwitting the opponent side of sport all my best friends all the people that I stay close with they've been part of my journey and it's mainly been within sport where I've met people that I've stayed in touch with for a long time so I went to university and I studied uh, sport development and it was there where I really got an understanding that the playing field's not equal and not everyone had this love of activity that I had. I just couldn't quite understand it because it had brought so much to my life and improved my life so much that I wanted to share that with other people. And I think my motivations throughout my life changed. It was, I was quite competitive and I wanted to do well and perform well when I was younger. And now it's more of a mental health and wellbeing tool that I use it for and staying in touch with friends and having the social aspect. So I think it changes throughout your life what sport can bring to you. Yeah, sports is a great way of bringing people together, improving self-confidence and and so on. I think you've been doing all sorts of creative things as well, haven't you, around, is it different hormones and what they... Yeah, it's the chemicals in your brain and how doing activity, moving, being physically active, the effect that that has on your brain. There's a lot of research around at the moment and growing research about how powerful physical activity can be. So when you do some physical activity, you release chemicals called BDNF, which actually creates more brain cells. 
and helps to strengthen your neural pathways. And also a chemical called, I can't even say it, it's really difficult to say. We call it Norman because we can't say it, so children are going to struggle to say it. It's nepenephrine, and that helps you to concentrate and stay alert. So this is why I really say to schools, have physical activity running through your school day, have it embedded as a habit because it improves cognitive function. It gets the children ready to learn through, through those two chemicals that I mentioned. But it also boosts serotonin, endorphin, dopamine, oxytocin, all really feel-good chemicals. And if you can understand that, and if children can understand that from an earlier age, then they can understand why it's important to be active. And it doesn't matter what you do. Um, personally, I don't mind what activity anybody does as long as they are active because then they can get all the benefits from it. Yeah, I think it's absolutely awesome. I also think that there are lots of adults in business that can learn from that as well and incorporating activity into our days because all the Zooming and Teamsing or whatever it is, you know, we've been doing stuff virtually. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're moving as much. So really good to, to get up and move. So good lessons for adults too. Yeah, and we, we try to do that when we do staff CPD. Uh, so we, we very much practice what we preach. We do that within our team. Before I came on this podcast, I did a five minute quick workout because I know that that improves my cognitive function and I'm more likely to string sentences together that make sense. And that would help all adults as well. If you're tired and you're doing some work and you just hit in a brick wall with something, get up, go for a 10 minute walk, go outside, do five, I did five minutes of squats, come back to it and you'll find that it makes a difference when you get back to your work. Definitely. A big passion of mine, as you know, is creativity and innovation. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of research that shows that when we move, especially walking, actually something as simple as walking, it really enhances our creativity and problem solving capability as well as learning. So it's fascinating stuff. Now, your organisation, as we've said, it's a community interest company. So what is one of those? And why is it different to run from perhaps a limited company or another sort of company? It's a social enterprise and not-for-profit organisation. So any profit that we make as a company is then reinvested into the communities that we work with. So we don't have shareholders or dividends or none of our staff gain financially from any of the profit that we make it all goes in to continuing with our mission and building our impact fantastic so you were doing really well and covid happened and tell us about what you were doing before covid and then your experience of when it first happened and hopefully coming out the other side now so before COVID, we were heading into what we hoped would be a growth phase. We'd had a two-year plan to create programmes that could be sold external to what would be our traditional geographical location. So there's the tradition to schools for partnerships around the geographical area that we worked in. And we wanted to find a way to grow our reach. Our products and programmes were making big impact in our local schools and we wanted to find a way to get more children and young people in schools involved in what we were doing because it was it was really helpful. So we created three or four programs that were they were ready to go, they were ready to fly. We were putting the systems in place to get ready and the marketing to go. And then yeah, then COVID hit and that just put the the, the blockers on what we were trying to do and it was, I guess, came a, a business survival sort of picture for us. It was a big shock for everyone and I think everyone found it difficult with how announcements were happening and then you had to react quite quickly. And we took an approach, we're a people-centred organisation, so 
people are at the heart of everything that we do. So our first and foremost thing that we needed to do was make sure that our team felt as safe and secure as they could physically and, and psychologically as well. So we took an early call to remove our staff from schools before schools were shut down for their own safety. And then when lockdown happened, we took an approach of everybody on a, a Zoom call and it was an approach of do what you can when you can you come first and your family comes first and we'll sort the business side of things but let's sort ourselves out as humans first and I think that approach was well received I think it was the right thing to do a lot of my team have young children they've got people who would have been shielding they had a lot of psychological pressure as we all did everybody did so we settled the ship first and we got people feeling safe and comfortable and comfortable that they could do whatever they needed to do at home at whatever time and they would work around whatever fitted in for them. There was low expectations, I guess, but really high trust that they would do some work and they would contribute to the cause that we had. So really dealing with it in full alignment with all your values and your mission. I kind of see that there's a, like a scale between the human side and the business side. We're very much on the human side. And at some point within this experience, we had to think about the business and the money and how we would survive and maintain ourselves. But we felt that our mission to have people active, healthy, mental health, physical health, we needed to stay in play and we needed to be around to help because we could help. So we, I kept more people. We followed three people which was really difficult because we were a really tight team and I didn't want three people to feel outside of that. So we did do some things to make them feel part of the team still through social Zoom meetings and things like that. But it was important that we stayed in play. Our customers, so our community was in crisis and we had something that could help. So if we could stay in play as much as we could and we could help them through this period, I think the, the business side of things would take care of itself after that. So what did you do to, and I love the sporting uh, language by the way so <laughs> what, what did you do to stay in play what did you do to differently in your business to look after those customers and to keep the income where it needed to be we knew that our aim is to keep people active and children in particular and that is the name of, of schools as well so if the children weren't in school what could we do to keep them active at home so we did a lot of work through facebook sending resources to schools that they could put on the systems that they were using to keep in contact with parents, keeping it fresh and vibrant, giving them lots of different activities that they can do together at home as a family or just the children by themselves. And then also within school for the key worker children. We had some really great success with virtual events. So we did a To Me, To You, 2M, To You challenge, which was all around like the social distance of two metres. We did a virtual dash event or an athletics event and we've just done a virtual school games event as well and it, they've just been really well received and then the services that we had in that schools were expected us to deliver that they'd booked that they paid for we looked at all of the services and said okay so under these parameters what can we do how can we deliver this service differently and if we can't deliver this service differently what can we deliver instead that would still be in line with our mission and it would still help our schools in the situation that they're in now so we innovated I guess changed a lot of things but still stayed true to our values and our mission to help the schools. Yeah so really responsive and very customer focused and creative I know you're, you're a very sort of creative person and a creative team as well and how did the schools actually respond to that what was their feedback on what you did? Oh the feedback's been brilliant um, and I think we've been quite sensitive and sensible as to which points within 
the pandemic that we made contact with schools and we were actually in our most important sales period when schools sign up to our contracts for the next academic year but again we talked about being values based it didn't feel the right time to be having those sorts of conversations so we parked our contracts and our income I guess um, and our future for a little while while we sorted out the situation how we could help right now and we've had really good feedback from schools and we haven't gone out and asked for the feedback but through our staff's interaction with the teachers in schools just the emails that are coming back are that the schools have been really appreciative how of how much we've helped them yeah i'm sure i'm sure they have which is fantastic now you said that you've been engaging with your team all the way through with zoom and as you know i'm a big fan of virtual facilitation and getting people together and being creative about how we do that and being really engaging and i know you've been experimenting with some stuff as well so tell us how you've been using zoom to really bring your team together and do some good stuff we haven't had a digital meeting before covid we use a platform called zoho meeting which i don't think many people use but we do it's a suite of products that we have and it already had this video conferencing function that we'd never used before and i guess i just saw it as a challenge and an opportunity how can we still be creative how can we still be connected as people through this virtual space so we met weekly as a team so every tuesday morning we would meet we didn't meet weekly in real life normally in a a normal working week we wouldn't meet that often so part of it was to stay connected keep everybody up to date i think a really important part of those meetings was we had an open forum at the start where any member staff could ask any question that they want and i would answer that as open and transparently as i could with the information that i had particularly in the early days where everyone was scared and worried and concerned about the future of the business. I think that was really important. I was a lot more transparent about the information that I had that I may have been previously, and I'm very transparent usually, but around finances and the picture and where we're at and things like that, I was very, very transparent. And I think people found that really helpful. But we did a lot of fun icebreakers, got to know each other even closer. It was really nice to see people in their homes and we'd get interrupted by children. There was, there'd be one where, the member staff had, had to have their baby there. Uh, my daughter Ivy, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, seemed to be the time she came in my room every week. But that was welcomed by the people on the call, by the team. They would chat to her and then she would go out the way. Um, but we have connected really well and we did some socials as well. We had a race night. One of our members of staff, she left to go on to a different job and we held a leave and do for him virtually. And we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun on the icebreakers, but we've also used some really good tools around innovation, creativity, around ideas for our future as well. It's been really, really good. My favourite one would be when we were digging into our mission and our why and why we do what we do. We did a task where people had to go and get three objects that linked to our why. And it was good for me to see if people had the same why as me because I had to go off independently. And we got objects like flowers to show that we grow children's futures but that all all flowers are different and people grow differently and they look differently but collectively they're all beautiful and we had keys because we use our tool of physical activity in many different ways to unlock potential a clock that symbolized that we're here in the present but we're always looking to the future and it was just a great way if I just asked people what is our why I wouldn't have got that depth I don't think do you think that you've funded even more you know you've come together even more throughout all of this despite the distance is that what's what's happened I think we are very tight 
and connected as a team anyway. I think our culture pre-COVID has always been people first, connection, connecting as people, understanding each other. So I think we had really strong bonds before COVID and I'm pleased that we've managed to maintain that and yeah, possibly take it to another level because we've all been through this shared experience together. Yeah, and I think seeing people at home with kids and dogs and cats and what have you, you know, you just learn more about each other, don't you? And it helps. And what's the future then for you and for for the organisation? Where are you headed next? We hope to be back in schools in September. The government guidance suggests that that may be possible, although we know it's going to be a little bit different. We have got all the contracts in place that we would hope for for next academic year. So we feel a little bit more secure now and ready to push on to that growth phase that I spoke about earlier. That was our plan pre-COVID. So we're doing a lot of work at the moment around building our foundations and our processes because the products and programs that we have are really good, really impactful. We know that they work and it's how we can spread that and have an impact to more young people, to more families, to more communities. That's our aim for the, for the future. Brilliant. And how are you changing what you're doing? Cause I think we've all learned some stuff from COVID that some good stuff that we want to keep and some ways in which we might want to reimagine what we do and how we do it in the future what would you say you've really learned from the last few months I think I've learned that my team are really adaptable and they're really innovative and I think I believe that anyway but I think they have realized themselves and got a bit more confidence and confidence in themselves about what can be achieved especially in the virtual space and the digital space I think we've took a massive step forward on what we can do in that space and that will be pushing forward I believe. The way we work is very collaborative with schools so we've got a meeting next week with our key stakeholders and we're going to talk to them about what they've found useful, what they've found helpful, what they might like us to continue in the future and so we'll be led by the schools and the staff on that one a little bit as well. Brilliant well do you know I think how you have Uh, handled this and navigated your way through it is absolutely brilliant it really is fantastic and I think there are some lessons there for any organization whether they're you know a profit-making business or a social enterprise or public sector organization you know the key messages that are out there for me are all about people and team engagement if you get that right you do the right things the business will also be supported too through that. And I think it's about staying creative and putting your customers at the heart of what you do and being responsive to their needs and responsive to what's going on for them, you know, in that moment. So massive, massive well done for navigating through it. I'm sure it wasn't always easy. Did it feel easy or did it feel challenging? I mean, how did you feel as the leader through all of that? It was challenging. It was challenging. There were times that were really difficult but I generally an optimist I can generally see opportunity within I guess the worst of times like we've came through now there is always opportunity and there's always a difference that you can make if you pull yourself out of it a little bit and look at the the wider picture so yes there were times that were that were difficult and one of the things that I have been working on personally is, is showing a bit more vulnerability and being more open with my team when I do feel like that and I did that on a zoom meeting for the first time and it felt awful but it was the right thing to do because if I want my team to tell me how they're feeling and to let me know when they're finding it difficult I have to be able to do that myself as well so there has definitely been dark times and hard times and I've expressed those and made people aware 
but there's also been some really good work taking place and some fantastic innovation within our team, some really good highlights and some really good work of getting children active and the overarching, I guess, experience has been, although challenging, we've learned an awful, awful lot from it that will stand us in good stead for the future. Definitely. So what would your, um, I guess, advice or recommendations be to anybody who's listening who who actually might have you know children at home school-aged children who are going back to school possibly in september may have even started what would you like them to be doing as as parents to help keep their children active just encouraging them to be active and giving them a wider range of opportunity as they can to find we talk about keys and unlocking opportunity and unlocking potential there's a key there for each child it's just keep trying different sorts of keys until you unlock that and once you get that love for sport and love for activity and you really feel it you'll then continue it on yourself it's it's starting that spark and that passion and then it'll carry on through life so just open up and as many opportunities as you can and give great encouragement and motivation to help children to get into activity Uh, really great and very wise words to finish on so Sarah thank you so much for taking the time to be here today really enjoyed having you on the podcast thank you no problem thanks for having me bye for now thank you for tuning in to the idea time podcast brought to you by Dr Joe North if you haven't already don't forget to subscribe to our channel for even more strategies and advice visit our website ideatime.co.uk Enter your email for leading insights, resources, and more every month completely free. We'll see you next time.